Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk all things Commander. And this week, we are going over the definition of casual. Your deck isn't casual if you play these cards. We have a selection of cards, and we're going to test whether you should include them in your casual deck. When someone sits down for a casual game, should you be disclaimer, I run these cards or not? Mm -hmm. Or if everyone is overly sensitive and we should just play whatever we want. So join with me, Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Happy New Year's, everyone. I think this is our first podcast of the new year, right? Am I, am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Happy New I Year. So. Correct. <laughs> I think you're right. The Asian Avenger, Krim, how are you doing? Uh, Good morning. Uh, I'm, I'm excited because, to be honest with you, this is an interesting topic because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Budget Commander Tomer, how are you doing? Good. I just realized this is our second one, actually, because we had Aww. one that, yeah. Oh, well. Happy, happy new week. We, we happy shattered new week. The, now the viewers know that we didn't record it 10 minutes before. Oh, no. <laughs> we recorded it last year and went up a week later. Everyone knows. The illusion is shattered. Shut it down. No, you're talking to the fourth wall. <laughs> okay. Uh, so before we get into that, uh, New Year means a uh, new sponsor, guys. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Guard, Ooh. premium protection for your trading cards. All the gaming accessories used on this channel are supplied by Ultimate Guard, so you can flick your cards silky smooth like saffron olive. Uh, check out ultimateguard.com. And of course, today's show is also brought to you by Card Conduit, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. Card Conduit lets you skip all the typing, time, and work associated with buy listing. Their curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list value of $1 or more, and you pay just a 5% service fee. You can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards and pay only 2%. You get a detailed report and fast payment once your order is processed. Get 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. All right. Uh, before we get into today's topic, we also have another new feature uh, on the podcast, and that will be the Ultimate Guard Question of the Week, where we highlight the top comment from last week's podcast. So last week, we talked about the smallest hill we're willing to die on, and the top voted comment on YouTube was uh, from ANXEZ. For once... I fully sit behind Richard. That's in reference <laughs> to everyone should play mismatched basics. <laughs> Saffron Hollow did, as a matched basics viewer. How did you feel that people actually sided with did, me? Did you add this segment just so you could read this comment on the <laughs> yeah, podcast, Richard? I, like I, I kind of <laughs> Yo, feel like... I, you got to take the victories when they come. You got to take the victories when they come, okay? For once, I, I, I open it up and everyone's like, Richard is a civilized person who knows what he's talking about. Good job, Richard. <laughs> so, like, Richard, yeah. It's true. Like, mi it's mix true. and match basics is correct. It is correct. I'm not hating is, on anybody. We're just we're just spitting facts here. I don't know what the point of the segment is, but okay. So yeah, let's jump into today's podcast. Your deck isn't casual if you play these cards. I will name some cards. You guys tell me if it's casual or not. So, uh, Mana Crypt. A zero mana <laughs> mana rock that taps for two mana. At the beginning of your upkeep, flip a coin. If you lose, you take three damage. Uh, Soul Ring is in every deck, so Mana Crypt. I mean, should be there too, right? It's it's uh, it's got to be because of Soul Ring, right? Like they're of equal power level. Everyone and their mother plays Soul Ring in every deck. Mana Crypt is essentially the same 
thing. I guess the difference is it costs a hundred dollars. Does price play into this? Is the cost the reason it's not casual? <laughs> like hundred eighty dollars. Like, but is that like why it's not casual? Because gameplay wise, it's the same as Soul Ring. Hmm. So I think I think that's got to be a huge part of it, right? Because I uh, like it is definitely price. Otherwise, I totally think everything else outside of price, it is totally the same as Soul Ring. As long as Soul Ring can exist, but doesn't I don't see why Mana Crypt can't. But wouldn't that mean that how often Wizards chooses to reprint a card and at what rarity determines if something's casual or not? That can't be how we define casual because they reprint Soul Ring in every precon, so it's two bucks. They never reprint Mana Crypt. It's always a mythic, so it's 180 bucks. Is that really well, how we decide what's casual or not? Funny enough, I mean, like, I don't know if that's, like, my standard specifically on what makes it casual, but I will say that, yeah, like, my friend uh, was lucky enough to open in Ixalan uh, a Mana Crypt, right? And so it's like, well, why why can't I play this, right? Like, they're, they're new to the game. They don't know, uh, like, they just started playing Commander roughly about, like, a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple months ago, actually. And, uh, yeah, like, through their eyes, like, oh, wait. They asked me about the power imbalance or balance of the card because they opened it and they wanted to play it and it looked cool and they thought it was fine because it felt the same as Soul Ring to them. I asked them specifically, funny enough, like, do you feel this is stronger than this card? And they said, well, aren't these like, you know, kind of the same thing? But yeah, so I, I think price is the inavailability is the only thing that keeps it from being more universally accepted. Uh, so... My my take on the the question in general is that I think like all cards are pretty casual. Like it just depends on how powerful your deck wants to be. And I feel like Mana Crypt definitely uh, enables all decks you put it in to have a very high win percentage over everybody else if you play it early. And I think that's just something to be no noted. You know, like it's it can be used casually. Um, but it will make your deck significantly more powerful. And that's just something to keep in mind. So if you're running it, you're running your deck against pre-cons, you know, uh, then maybe the mana crypt might not be the right call to run against other like to run against pre-con decks or whatever. But if you're at a high power table, it's still casual. Or if you're running like a mid-power table and you're using it to power out jank, it still, you know, could be mid-power. But it will definitely significantly increase the power of your deck. And that's sometimes not desirable. That's all. So I so I think price is a factor here, but price is not the only factor, right? Because if I play like Chains of Mephistopheles or something, that's like $1,000. No one's going to give a crap, right? Yeah. I don't know. What does he even do? Yeah. So I, I can pull out old Legends cards that are worth a lot of money and no one will care. I It's a soul ring. And I, I think what's, what causes it to not to be casual is that it's it's a second soul ring, right? The, the more fast mana you start adding to your deck, the less casual it gets. So if you took a soul ring and subbed it for a mana crypt, then like nothing really happened. But if you have a soul ring already and then you add a mana crypt, maybe you add an ancient tomb, maybe you add a mox, mm -hmm. then like it's starting to not get casual quite quickly. So it's it's the redundancy and critical mass like the the likelihood that you get this on turn one increases and then your deck suddenly becomes like I'm, I'm not casual imagine you sit down people playing pre-cons everyone's like first bomb is like turn five except you went soul ring mana crypt and like dropped your thing down right like you're like oh that's weird so it's, it's gotta be critical mass and then like some 
some price aspect. I, I or people are just salty; they can't afford Mana Crypt. <laughs> that might be part of it too. <laughs> I will say, I think fast mana is like the least casual thing. When I think of like casual commander versus CDH, for me, the biggest differentiator is CDH is where everyone plays all the fast mana. And in casual, yep. people play their soul ring that they got in their pre-con and some like two mana signets or talismans or whatever. So I think for me, like, I don't know, a bunch of fast mana, redundant fast mana to me is not casual. I would argue that Soul Ring should be thought of similarly to Mana Crypt, and maybe that's not casual either, but that's probably off topic for this podcast. <laughs> that's my grandfather. But, yeah. <laughs> but I do think this is the biggest differentiator. Like, Fast Mana, I think, is not casual in general. I, I, All right. Yeah, same. I think that's... Uh, there's very few things I few, view on this uh, that, like, couldn't be casual, except for, like, a, a load. And I mean a full critical mass of, like, Fast Mana. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next card. Underworld Breach. Two-man enchantment. Each non-land card in your graveyard has escape. The escape cost is equal to its mana cost. Uh, plus exile three other cards from your graveyard. At the beginning of your end step, sacrifice Underworld Breach. I will die on this hill. You put Underworld Breach in your deck, it's not casual. <laughs> I, oh, I, I disagree. I disagree. So I think... I, I kind of disagree. So I think that you can play Underworld Breach casually, but I also think it really depends on the deck and what you're doing. Are you storming? Are you using it for value? I will also say Underworld Breach is a card that tricks me into putting it in most decks is my Red Eternal Witness. I'm like, oh, I need a way to recur something in my red deck. Mm -hmm. Might as well play Underworld Breach. And then I end up having this huge combo turn and like winning, <laughs> winning the game without even trying to, <laughs> which I guess maybe is an argument for Richard's point that maybe it's actually not that casual and we just like trick ourselves into thinking it's casual because it's almost like paradox engine right where like in the late game you just have a big graveyard and you play this and even if you're not trying to if you're trying to eternal witness it you might just like kind of accidentally combo off and win the game even if that's not what your deck's designed to do i guess I, I i guess i'm ignorant on this because i always viewed it as like a fine card unless you have ways to abuse it but i always point to the cards you abuse with it as the problem, not Underworld Breach. Like, like Seth said, like sometimes I, I just have a red deck and I want ways to recur. Red is like, red can recur artifacts and sometimes instant sorceries. But what if you want to recur like an enchantment or something like that or creatures? Red just yep. has very limited ways of doing that. So yeah, I just jam it in there. But yeah, mm. if I have like a Jeskai's Will in there, a Jeskai's Will in there, or I have like mana crypts and stuff in there, then surely it goes out of, it goes bananas. But like, is that the problem with Breach or is that the problem with fast mana again? And I think it's the latter. It's when you have all the rituals and whatnot, then you just pop off. And I think that's that's the problem, not the breach. I mean, I I think that breach is, has always just been a problem. Really? Uh, but, like, I don't know. I Is it any different than from, like, actually, I, I don't even know if I should mention it because there's other cards that are very much so similar to it on this list. <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I view it as usually a problem. It's it's very 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 good, but is it casual? Um, very, Grim? I don't. I think that's the problem. I don't think it is casual. Dang. I, I this is one of the few cards that I don't view as casual. I don't play it in any of my decks for that reason as well. Yeah, that's right. Even me, sweaty Crim. Apparently, wow. <laughs> air quotes around sweaty. I don't even play it. It's it's straight up two mana. Dog Make anywhere from like five to fifteen mana. 
draw like eight cards or something with the ability to tutor because you're specifically selecting which cards to draw. And, and Tomer's right. It it depends on what cards you play with it. But the problem is those cards go in every single red deck. Do you have the Soul Ring in your deck? Probably yes. Do you have the Jessica's Will? Do you have a Mana Geyser? Mm -hmm. Do you have a big score? Do you have like literally any red spell, <laughs> right? That generates treasures, yeah. that generates card advantage, right? Like there, there's just like a million things it combos with. It's it's like Golos or something, right? You can try to build it fair and it always ends up broken. And like even the value breach where you can't combo kill someone is absurd for literally a two mana card. It's a two mana card. Uh, so it's just so easy to combo. And I, trust me, I've tried. I've played lots of breaches. <laughs> I've tried playing them in janky decks. And every single time, it's like disgusting, right? It's disgusting yeah. even if you don't e try to do anything with it. Mm. Uh, there, there's always cards in red that combo with it. So, like, maybe if you play mono white or something and splash one breach, you, you can get away with it. But red just makes treasures. It makes mana. Uh, Jessica's Will is a thing. Wheel of Fortune is a thing. Like, there's all these cards that just, like, really help you for just two mana with breach. I have it. I had it in my Chandra Friends deck. And I, I, I want to say that, yeah, it wasn't a problem. But I do run Mana Geyser and Jessica's Will in that deck. And if I had those two things... In the graveyard, then then I did silly things, and so you're you're probably right. Like maybe it is a little bit sweaty. I, again, I I don't think it's like not casual, but it's definitely high powered. All right, ah, infamous dockside extortionists. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this has been banned for for seasons on Clash. A uh, two mana one two. A uh, goblin pirate, when it enters the battlefield, create X treasure tokens, where X is the number of artifacts and enchantments your opponents control. I have tried the casual. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys, you guys yelled at me, so you did like you comboed off of it. All right, that's like I, it was like a six card combo or something stupid. But it doesn't matter when you have infinite mana. It doesn't matter how many cards you need because I'm pretty sure breach was part of that equation too. When you have infinite mana and infinite cards, like nothing is casual anymore. <laughs> Mm. I mean, when you see one, I almost feel like you always see the other, right? You, if you see breach, you'll definitely see dockside. Because when you breach, what what better thing to bring back into the dockside <laughs> extortionist to like get twenty mana, right? Mm. Like why not? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like it's it's just so it's so comically easy to generate all the mana you could possibly want with extortionist, and then because it's blinkable too, like it's just yep. it's just far too easy to rocket you to f accomplishing your game plan. Um, I think it's like you like if you have like you probably should leave Dockside out of like the low power decks for sure and like keep it towards high power. But yeah, <laughs> Tomer's little... so wishy washy. Come on, Tomer, come on. You can say no, this because like, not like casual. I, I, it's I okay. Think, like I honestly think every single card is is okay and casual because casual is such a huge spectrum. What can we yeah. say? Like if we're playing like high power decks, like. I think all of these cards are absolutely fine, but like if we're like talking our power level, which is like mid, like yeah, no. <laughs> so 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 I guess to frame this conversation, so we actually have some answers. If you walk down to a random table at MagicCon and they're saying casual, yeah, do you feel the need to pull these cards out of your deck, or do you feel the need to be disclaimer, guys? I, I have this card mm -hmm. in my deck, <laughs> or are you just like whatever? Let's roll. Right, like that. I think that that's would be fair. a reasonable definition so, of casual. Right? Yeah. 
So here's my argument for Dockside being casual. I should preface this by saying I think Dockside should be banned. If I get to choose one commander card to ban, it would probably be Dockside. But Solring? Well, okay, maybe two. If I could choose two <laughs> cards, Dockside would be number but two. You know that's not but <laughs> yeah, I've given up on that. I just know that's never gonna happen, even though it should. But it came from a commander precon. Like, isn't commander precons? The definition of casual, that's where, like, the random casual player buys this deck in the Walmart checkout. They play it with their friends. Can you really call a card made in a fairly recent Commander Precon not casual? Because I feel like it has to be casual just because of... Remember when they made the, I think, the event deck with Stoneforge or something? And then they banned (laughs) Stoneforge, but they're like, wait. You can play the deck. If you play this exact (laughs) 60-card list, you're allowed to play Stoneforge. If you play this this exact (laughs) pre-con, then Dockside is absolutely If you play Dockside with a bunch of trash, like, okay, you can do it, okay? If we fix your deck... I will also say I have a couple dock sides that I just randomly open. Like I got the commander precons that year and I've taken them out of all my decks. I don't I don't actually I don't actually play them anymore. I had them at once and I ran into the like feeling guilty about it. Like feeling like I had to tell people oh, I got a dock side in this deck before I played. So I just cut them. So I guess maybe it's not casual for me. I mean Yeah, it's not. I I again I'm with you there, Seth. There's very few things I want banned. Uh, and and that's one of them. I think Dockside is definitely actually. I feel like Dockside is like maybe one of only two cards I actually want banned. For the most part, I don't view any card really as a problem. So I, the only thing that Dockside, like the only reason why I put like Mana Crypt and Sol Ring over it is Dockside is not like a good turn one or turn two play. Like in CDH, maybe like if everybody's like popping off of like Mana Crypts and stuff before your turn, then you can Dockside turn one or whatever and still get value. But at a casual table, like this is like something that's going to rocket you ahead, but you have to wait like four turns or five turns for it to really be good. Whereas like Mana Crypt and Sol Ring could put you in like a game winning position on turn one and two, which is like too fast, I would say, for for like a casual table. But yeah, Dockside's still utterly ridiculous. All right. Uh, Ad nauseum. I'm shocked. Five mana instant. Reveal the top cards from your library and put... Uh, that card in your hand, you lose life equal to its converted mana cost. You may repeat this process any number of times. <laughs> Was that casual? You know how to build a deck. <laughs> is this casual? <laughs> no. Is this not the, the same as uh, uh, Demonic Consultation as well? What? Mm-hmm. Consultation gets one card. Right? I, I it, feel like, but like both of these are usually in a combo where it, the turn yeah. that you, like they're played, it's going to get right to the bottom of the deck, get the last card, and you're going to lose. I, I, I mean, so t- this is a CDH staple. This is a Storm staple, right? So yeah, the right. idea is all the cards in your deck are low cost, zero or one mana. You basically, like, draw 30 cards, and then with those cards, combo off and win. So you'll have, like, fast mana, free mana, all that stuff, and then you 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 end it with a Storm kill. That's the That's the proper way to do it i don't know what the unproper way of do like you 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 slap an eight drop on top pay eight <laughs> life and draw it like i, I don't it's, like what? how do that's, you play this in a fair casual have you ever Wait, seen this played what fairly you how do you, about? what deck do Wait, you play this in October. casually i have so a serious. selenium like a life swap, swap deck oh, yeah i have a selenium okay. life swap deck so, and yeah i run it 
But, but won't you kill yourself with this if you're just, yeah, but like, it's ripping eight drops off the top. But it's <laughs> like, funny. <laughs> like, okay, so so discounting decks that intentionally want to get their own life total down to one, it can't really be casual in any other context, right? Like because of what Richard was saying, like to play this card, you need all the fast mana and all those cards that we've already been talking about is not being casual, or you got to be Tomer trying to swap life with people. So I think to me this is badly. like the epitome of a not casual card. Like, I don't even know how outside of Tomer's one uh, instance, how you actually build a casual deck around this. It's just super Bob. You pay five mana, draw three cards and pay 15 yeah. life. <laughs> I guess you but could No one do does that. that, right? Nobody does that. Hi. Why would you do this? Hi. <laughs> well, you, well, you're a life loss deck. That's different. Well, then right? it's a casual card, card, right? Like, am I not, like, if, at least, like, when you when you use it in a casual context, can it be used fairly Did, and i think this card can be used fairly in a casual context whereas like a dock side if i put it in my pirate deck i'm still going to like pop off and crush everybody right do do you play uh mana crypt in your in your selenia decks so do you not. can lose 1.5 life no, a turn no. like it lowers but, your life total tomer I, I, this is one of the best deck favorite. cards in your selenia deck no it's like five mana activate your win con draw like nine cards in the process or something right it's all right <laughs> I like that it's I like that it's instant speed. That's what it's I, instant speed it's too like, for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I can lower my life total before my turn, and then on my turn, I cast my sorcery speed life swap card, and I don't have to I have all my mana available. That's what's really good. Alright, whatever. It could be competitive. Uh, I don't whatever. <laughs> this this one. Force of will. Five mana instant counter target spell. You may pay one life and exile a blue card from your hand rather than paying the casting cost. Is your deck casual if you run free counters? And this is the fairest of them all because it costs you a life and an extra card as well. <laughs> I, That's a tough one. I think this is a this is the the cost is worth is 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 pretty significant. I think if this was fierce, I'd be like, get out of here. Get out well, of your answer change it is also depending fierce. which version it is. Yeah. Because there 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 is fierce and stuff like that. Fierce is nonsense. I will say we play of all the cards we've listed so far, these kind of cards we play the most on Clash. We play like plenty of free counter spells on Clash. I it's still pretty cash, right? Yeah. It's pretty yeah. Casual. I I don't know. I you don't know. forced me, Seth. I, you have forced me before. <laughs> why, why, so, oh, yeah. No, no, no. I you I have literally that. forced me. I try not to play. Yeah. Uh, I try to play Fierce Guardianship just because I have a personal vendetta against that card. But I will say, when I go to a Magic Con, if I have a deck that has some free counters in it, I that's one of the things I tend to tell people about. Like if I sit down to the table, really, I'll usually be like, I, just so you know, I got a couple of free counters in this deck. I don't like take them out, but I do tell people ahead of time. So I don't know. I don't know if it actually is as casual as we think. Like I don't think it's not casual and you know whatever, but like. I don't know. I feel like I got to give the disclaimer if they're in my deck when I'm playing at a Magic Con. Didn't we talk have another <laughs> podcast episode where I, I I feel like I said this and I think it's actually not even that good in casual. What? Because fierce? hear me out. So the the it, it costs the, a card. No, 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 not no, not no, fierce. Force. Oh, of course. Force. Yeah. Be, okay. Because like force like of will is gonna cost you a card, and normally this is great in like CDH where you're trying to push through a combo, right, or something to win the game. 
The problem here is that I feel like in casual, since you're not trying to win the game immediately, why would I play this? Uh, what about fierce though, Grim? Because I think you're probably like right-ish about force of will. But like, if this is a heading for all the free counters you could play, I think fierce is probably number one, right? That's where you ended up when we did our counter ranking out of the free counters. Like, uh, well, Jawari disruption oh, was. That's not Jawari disruption. Yes, that was. <laughs> yeah, that was the one. I, I guess that nullifies. We know that's already come the last thirty seconds. But like, do you, do you feel the same about uh, fierce? Like, is that also? Yeah, not good in casual I, I don't, or not like whatever. I, I don't mind if it's in casual. I I think it's totally fine. I, if you fierce me, which you have, you literally have as well. Uh, I felt I bad haven't about felt it, like, like what. <laughs> Which is so funny to me because I was like, oh, no, that, that was just fine. Like, mm. as a matter of fact, it saved the table that you fierced me. Right. <laughs> so I I think that I don't know. I, I feel like these free counter spells are fine and casual just because, you know, you're, if your deck is built casually, you're not trying to win the game on turn three. So if you if you fierce me and you protect your game plan on like turn 10 or turn nine, like whatever, who cares? I think that's fine. Sorry, you didn't. Sorry, I I got like I, I I wanted you to just let me win. No, like it's totally fine. Like I think it's great. I I actually, it's hard to accidentally win with the free counter spell. Yeah, like yeah. you can accidentally win with an ad nauseum or a breach, but like a counter spell is just a counter spell. And yeah. you could protect your like terrible eight drop commander that's a ten ten or something with a fierce, and it's fine. Uh, and it actually gives you a tool to fight back against the higher power level decks. Uh, you can actually interact with them because it's a free counter spell. So I think it's fine. Unless we're declaring Commander Clash not casual. Mm -hmm. We've played so much free counter spells on the show. It's true. That does, yeah. does it are, are we like a high eight or I, CD? Uh, no, like we're not anywhere close. No one would no one with a straight face would say that, right? I, so I, I don't it's think a, uh, this it, would fall there. I feel like it's an arms race thing though. Like I don't know if y'all feel this way, but I feel like I play free counters because I know y'all are playing free counters. So I need to have free counters to keep up with your free counters when like we could all be like, oh, no free counters. And I'd be I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I'm really missing my casual force of will or whatever. <laughs> I think I think it's like because I've seen it so much and also like in like casual groups, I've seen it so much. I kind of consider it a casual card, but it's very a very high power card. Like I compare it like, okay, there's other things that can counter spells or protect your board, but I feel like that's kind of comparing like a soul ring to a mind stone. Like, yeah, they both ramp, they both get you there, but like obviously one is gonna be 10 times better. Being able to just counter anything for free, uh, ensuring that your gameplay and continues unhindered is like huge. So I don't know. It's definitely a high powered card, but like I consider it casual just because it's been adopted so heavily. Just kind of like Rhystic study. Like I see so many Rhystic studies in the in the wild out there that like is it if everybody's playing it, is it still casual? Like I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely high powered. Is counterspell casual? Yes. Like no. blue, blue counter target spell. Yes. Yes. No, no debate. You sure about that? Someone spends 12 mana on their epic game-ending spell, and you're like, well, for two mana. <laughs> At least you <laughs> paid two mana. Let's get yeah. that mana up. Yeah, you could, yeah, you had to leave <laughs> that like, mana open. Better than zero. <laughs> the, the effect of Force of Will is is just a counterspell or, like, Fierce Guardianship, and you're just paying, like, a one mana discount or something, right? Or two mana discount at the cost of your commander. It's not like that. Sol Ring is a one-mana discount to Mind Stone, but we can all agree that Sol Ring's busted. No, Sol, Sol Ring is like a, a, a two-mana discount to literally everything. Oh, sorry. It's like a it's like a Worn Power Stone versus a Sol Ring. It's like, yeah. No, it's much better than that. It's, it's 
it, it comes into play untapped, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know about this force of will not cat. Like, Krim, do you actually disclaim people that you you play fierce guardianship? I, I feel we would never get a game of magic done if like, no. well, here are the eight free spells I play because it <laughs> like, that's all spells are free now. We don't pay mana for spells anymore. That's how commander works. <laughs> we don't go, we use the alternate casting cost of my commanders out and it's zero. Like that's how commander works now. Like, so, I don't I don't, I don't know care about, about the slamers. Yeah. Part, but it's a high powered card and we're we're allowed you're still allowed to play high powered cards in commander. Like it but is it casual. even high powered? Is it yes. like it, it's it's powerful. Free. It's a powerful effect, right? But like there's a lot of things that I think this is going to fall under like the rest of the shell, right? If I play all free counter spells, all fast mana, is that a casual deck? No, right? It, and what makes it there? It's the fast mana. So this is if I'm though. playing a, is it though? I play a free counter spell, I counter spell you, and then and then what? The game goes on, right? Or or maybe it doesn't because uh, I it's wanted you, to Krim. You play another free counter spell. spell the next time I try to cast a spell, <laughs> and then one more the turn after that. I know you. I know you. You okay, you, okay, have, okay. you have free counter spelled me more than enough. <laughs> power time. power level question. Okay, so it's a fairy's protection, ubiquitous in the format. Yeah. Three mana, nope out of everything. Right until yeah. your next turn, your life total can't change. You gain protection from everything. Everything phases out. Arguably insane like no other card does anything close to it if we use the same metric as fierce guardianship we would say this is not casual because it's just so absurdly broken and it's cost you know nothing you can't come close to it for its cost but it's casual no is it teferi's protection casual it's the best in its <laughs> class i think it's also a high-powered card i think fierce is much better than it but like it's I, they're both Top tier. I think people accept Teferi's protection more because it isn't disrupting them. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's keeping you alive, but you're not <laughs> I like in the game. Sorry, I think <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> but disruption. They still get to resolve their crawl worm or whatever. You know, their big yeah. ten mana thing. It's like hitting the <laughs> battlefield. You're just like aren't dying to it this turn. I think they're all fine. And I don't think like you would like if you go to a casual table, be like, I have to announce that I have fierce or Teferi's protection. But yeah. All right, uh, let's go into an easy card. Stasis. Okay, All right. two man enchantment. Players do not get an untapped phase. During your upkeep, pay blue or destroy stasis. Tomer, tell me which casual deck that okay. you run stasis in. <laughs> My elegant deck. No, 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 no. I, I, I agree that this one, this one would be non-casual because I know casual players uh, really do not want... They want to cast their spells. They want to see their deck do their thing. And this one does a very good job at making sure nobody gets to show off their deck and do their thing, you know? Um, so I think this one is a, an easy not casual. Not, like, based on its power. It's just that... In casual commander, people like seeing their deck do its thing, and this stops it. <laughs> I mean, there's is there any argument for this being casual? This is just like one of the saltiest cards ever made. Like, there's <laughs> I, there, I can't think of any reason that I would justify this as a casual card. 
This would be a disclaimer <laughs> card for sure. I would I would say like, hey, I'm running stasis. Is that okay? No, it's not even a disclaimer <laughs> card. I think you just can't put it in your deck. Like, I don't think there's any you disclaiming your way table. out of stasis. Yeah. Oh, come on. But what if it's a cuddly I, I, stasis? Fair warning. You don't get to do anything this game. Let's play. Shuffle. Shuffle up and deal. Uh, fun, fun, fun story about this card is like, I, I one of my friends in my play group just has this card in his deck and it's an aggro deck. And he just plays it randomly. <laughs> and like I remember like, like it was like a couple months ago, he just played it, locked himself out of the game. <laughs> and then we did nothing. We all just did nothing. He could not do anything. Oh man. Mm. That's like that's like but blowing he wanted, up all he wanted to... and not knowing what to yeah. do afterwards. It's like, all right, okay. It, it, it goes away. It, it's it's yeah. not as yeah, bad as Armageddon away. because eventually right, right. you can't pay for stasis and it goes away. So yeah. Even if you use it incorrectly, yeah. the game is recoverable. Unlike Armageddon, where everyone just twiddles their thumbs for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Rebuilding. I mean, it, it's the same effect that we all just kind of twiddled our thumbs for about 20 minutes. And he's like, all right, I'm going to keep paying for it, though, because I just it's funny. I'm like, okay. <laughs> There's no argument for this being casual, but I wish this was casual. Like, we, we've had like the stacks games, the mass land destruction games on clash and those have been some of the most interesting games you've ever played because you actually <laughs> have to play around things yeah right as a green yeah. player you can't just slam all your lands and ramp like to infinity you, you you're aware of this card that it exists and you play around it in the same way we play around counter spells we play around to fairies protections you'd have to play around stasis right but uh most people don't like it having to think about your uh, plays is not casual <laughs> if you gotta think no i guess, I, I guess like, that is true i think that's true that's why you always say no to the risk of trigger like draw away so. okay so it's not stasis but what about blood moon so two in a red enchantment non-basic lands or mountains so your lands still tap for red they still make mana and if you're scared of blood moon just play basics like is I, blood moon casual i will probably say i have never played blood moon in commander outside of cdh cdh not before, even in a werewolf i've pack. never i've never played it because homer I, you have i love blood moon more than anyone it is literally my favorite card alongside phantom monicon in all of magic biggest blood moon fan ever i won't play it in commander because i don't think it's casual i feel too bad because it goes back to what tomer said where like in a casual game, people want to do their thing. And it feels really bad if you just drop a turn two Blood Moon and your opponent just can't cast a spell. Like, like that's not what they signed up for. They signed up to like be able to tap their mana for their colors and cast spells. So maybe, like Richard said, we should be more accepting because at least these interesting games. But I don't think that's how the typical casual player wants to play. I think they want to like sling their spells and see who comes out on top. So as much as I love Blood Moon, I don't think it's casual. And I won't play it in Commander. Is this card the same then as like, you know, choke and and would you just lump it in as choke contamination and back to basics? Pretty much. I mean, choke, I think, is uh, choke is different a little bit because it only hits like one, the the blue player, essentially. But contamination and things like that, like I think uh, it's definitely similar to those. I I treat this as Armageddon, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, I don't. I can't imagine playing this. <laughs> like I, I like people are gonna be so salty. Uh it's funny because so Seth plays so many blood moons, right? Uh, on against yep. the odds <laughs> and whatever. And it's because he's playing a faceless opponent. 
right? So <laughs> like, you know, that guy gets guys like, ah, good job. You video ends. <laughs> but imagine you're at MagicCon and you are slamming Blood Moon after Blood Moon against a live opponent across the table. You see like their face wilt. You see them like hold back in tear. You're like, oh, don't worry. I can fight through it. I got that one Poseidon you somewhere. I just gotta draw the force that I Poseidon. Right? They're like crying. They're like, I, I want to be my favorite content creator and he blood moved me. Right? So because we play Commander in person and there's three friends at the table i i don't think you can play these like unnecessarily cruel cards unless yeah. you're the best of friends yeah. like, you're, you're it's like your brother <laughs> you, you're okay with oh. driving him into the ground because you're like really close would you but in general because there are people here people do get upset and i don't think you could like sit through that with a straight face would you actually like if like, you were playing like modern you were playing like a modern fnm or something like that would you not play blood moon i feel like that would be fine right oh yeah yeah i mean so face to face is fine i think it's like commander in specific right it's yeah. competitive versus casual like if i'm playing modern face to face oh i'm definitely dropping a blood moon on you like for sure and enjoying it the whole time i want those oh, you 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 have it play okay i i play blood moon and jun no one expects blood moon and jun this is back in the day right so when someone gets got by a blood moon and jun they are so upset. They are so, they're like, you cheated this win out of nowhere. You're a three color deck. How can you play Blood Moon? They are so upset. And I'm like, get good. But. There, there was, there was a time. If they were more humble, I would feel bad for them. There was a time when my only paper modern, uh, modern deck was Mono Red Prison. And the whole idea of the deck is to play turn two Blood Moon. And I would take it with me to events and people would come. This is back when we still played 60 card formats. And fans would come up and be like, oh, will you play Kima Modern with me? And I'd be like, yes, but the only deck I own is like trying to cast a Blood Moon on turn two. So if you if you really want to do that, sure. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, this one's what not casual. What about Magus of the Moon? That, that that's like on a creature, it's a so it's down, more easily removable. I, I actually think Magus the Moon is fine, like, but, but like uh, because it's on a creature body, it's I think less it's powerful. But I still won't play it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. hope your removal needs red. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think power wise, they're fine cards, but they do punish. They do punish like multicolor decks more than non multicolor decks, obviously. But like, yeah, just casual people I know just don't like being denied the ability to cast their spells and do magic things so yeah i would say no my right. book deck is all about turning your lands into islands so i play quicksilver fountain but i also play <laughs> seize claim all that stuff and i i have back the is not known for being the most fun to play with <laughs> also werewolves, werewolves <laughs> get the exception all right werewolves still get to play blood man so then, so then would think. merfolk Yes. Would Merfolk get the exception then, right? Because yes. I, I, but I did. And, and Urza that. gets the exception to play Stasis. Yes. Right? Like, <laughs> I did disclaim the, gets the pod the... when we went to Vegas. <laughs> we played a pod at Vegas. I forgot who it was. Uh, a bunch of us, and I, I disclaimed that to tons of people. I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, if you want to play against my Merfolk deck, this is exactly all it's trying to do. It's trying to turn all your lands into islands. <laughs> it's a good Merfolk disclaimer is because you target a land. So Blood yeah. Moon is like, don't worry, I'm just hitting yeah. everyone, my bag. But like Merfolk is like, hey, you, I'm turning this into an island. So you yep. can't cast any spells this turn. I am choosing you, my friend. <laughs> so it's it's much meaner. Well, but if it's, you drop it's also a blood... mono blue Merfolk. Yeah. What am I going to do, right? I'm going to beat you with a 2-2? Two -two? No. You can pop it up to a 3-3 three -three with a lord. Oh, 
All right, Necropotence, triple black enchantment. Skip your draw step. When you discard a card, exile that card from your graveyard, pay one life, exile the top card of your library face down, put that card into your hand at the beginning of the next end step. I, I, I think that some of y'all, right, on, on when we had a list, is like, is this card still good? I think some of y'all said that <laughs> Necropotence is fine. Uh, like, I, I think this is one of the other cards that, I don't even yeah I don't even play this and this is one of the other cards I would say probably could use a banning. Ooh, wow! <laughs> I I think Necropotence is insanely powerful. <laughs> like I I just don't play this card like it, unless like you know for memes or something just to try to prove a point. <laughs> but like this card, this card I think is absolutely disgusting. Interesting. I think that Necros. I mean, it's very powerful, but I think it's casual. Like. If the One Ring's casual, this is casual, right? Like, and the One Ring's definitely casual. We play it all the time. Like, uh, isn't this just worse One Ring? Like, One Ring no. that costs a lot of well, I mean, It draws your whole like, deck. <laughs> it draws instantly. In yeah, as opposed to the One Ring is a slow build over time. Well, you right? still need a whole turn to, like, actually use it, though, because it comes on your end step. Sure. And you got to discard the hand size unless you have a reliquary tower. So you only get to keep yeah. seven cards. So, so you only get the perfect seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what I don't, about and, and you could do it at instant speed, right? I, uh, like if you need to. I know. It, it comes at your next end step after that. But I know the test homer is it in Selenia. Is it in your life loss deck? Because that's a good way to get your life total down to one. <laughs> it turns out the Selenia deck is actually I actually don't have uh, a Necropotence in the deck. But I do have like Bolas of Citadel, and I, sometimes I feel like Bolas of Citadel is even better. But that's six mana, right? Like this it's is six this mana, is but then it lets you castle the spells on top of your library for free. So you can just, I just mean, drop Bolas of Citadel and then sometimes just win. I mean, I mean, Necro is just Powercraft Ad Nauseum, Ristic Study, <laughs> Bolas of Citadel. Ooh. Like all those cards wish they were Necropotence, no? Wait, is Ristic yep, Study yeah. casual? It has to be, right? But then, like, but even then though the it's card, so I mean, fine. It, it definitely isn't, but it's been grandfathered in, no? Like, it's three like the mana draw infinite cards. But if you discard cards, you exile them, and that feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> it turns off <laughs> oh, your Underworld Breach. Turns off your Underworld Breach. You can't win by drawing four <laughs> cards. What can you do? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen I've seen this in so many like casual pods that like I'm desensitized to it. But like, yeah, it is a very very really? powerful card. It's one so of the best. Would you leave the Necropotence player alone? Because no, no, you murder them. Oh, you gotta kill them. <laughs> They're yeah. just drawing casual cards. Don't worry. No, but about you could, it. you could like draw like fifty cards to turn off casual cards as well too. Like. I don't know. For three mana, though. No, not for three <laughs> mana. Like, if somebody drops Necropotence, you're like, all right, we kill the Necropotence player. Agreed? And everybody's like, agreed. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, this is an interesting one. Gaia's Cradle. I think we poo-pooed this one for some reason, uh, which we probably should walk back on. But it's a legendary land. Tap to add a green uh, mana for each creature you control. So with zero creatures, zero mana, one creature, one mana, two creatures, two mana, ten creatures, ten mana. I can't oh, believe I was the on. only person it's... who said this card was good and you guys are like, nah. I think our good. argument was roughly something like an elf ball is amazing, but in a regular deck, it's bad, but we're wrong. I mean, yeah. even in a regular deck, it's insane, right? <laughs> yeah. In a green deck with creatures, <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> I don't but know like if I ever said that it was bad. Creatures. It's, a, 
It's a soul. It's an ancient tomb with without life loss, right? With three creatures, it's it's now insane, right? So even without going super wide, it's crazy. Especially now that you have like Yavamaya and Urborg, that like even if we got board wiped, they can still tap for mana. Like I don't know. I mean, it's obviously incredibly strong. I think the bigger issue is, is it even possible for an $800 card to be casual? Like, this is an $800 reserve list Chain card. Chain of Mephistopheles set. Chain of Mephistopheles. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not casual then. Like, I, I think it's not casual because of the cost restriction, but it's also pretty busted. I, still, I definitely don't think it's casual. I still think it's more casual than Mana Crypt, but it's both, like, <laughs> silly. <laughs> No, cards. That no, might be dude. true, actually. I think I no. agree with Tomer. Gaius yeah. Cradle doesn't tap for two on turn one. I'm sorry. Metacrypt, you could drop a three drop on turn one. A three drop on turn one. No, thank you. Silly card. This, this is going to actually let you generate game. like 15 mana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll win the game. And like, un, like, un, uncounterable, right? Unless you stifle it or something. Like, it's a land drop which can't be countered. You gotta actually stifle the activation. It's it's not easy. It, it's so much more powerful than a mana crypt. It, yeah, you can't stifle mana anyway, so you can't even do that. Uh, what about Nykthos? Oh, you can't even stifle it? No. What about Nykthos? Like, is that on the casual side of the line? Because that's another land that taps for a ridiculous amount of mana, but it takes a little more setup, maybe? I think that requires more setup, and that that's why. Right? And it also costs two mana to activate on top of that. What about so, Cabal Coffers? Mm, that that's a good one. Lots, we love lots Cabal of setups. Oh, yeah, we and, always and Cabal Coffers is like real bad if you don't have like Urborg or you're not playing like a mono swamp. Just run deck, one of those two. Okay, sure. <laughs> the, sure. Your deck is already casual. Super casual. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All those are slow. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Cradle can come down on turn two and, and tap for like multiples amounts of mana, and it, it can easily overtake a mana crypt, like super easy uh, if you want. Uh, and then it also is your late game finisher, right? You can slap it down on turn 10, make like 15 mana, and, and keep doing the thing. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Not casual. Not casual. All right. <laughs> All right. The, the, the Crim special here. Krark Clan Ironworks. I don't even know how to say that. Krark? KCI for short. Yeah, KCI. Four mana artifact. Sacrifice an artifact. Add two mana to your mana pool. See, I, I think it's Krark Clan Ironworks, and I have it also split here when I when I recommended this with Metalworker. Um, because I feel like anytime you see these two, you're you're gonna lose, right? And it's it's like instantly you're gonna lose. Well, what what does metal worker do? Because I I feel like most people won't even know it exists. Oh, so metal oh, worker is a right. creature that you tap it and reveal artifacts from your hand, and you add two mana for each two artifact. for each artifact. Yeah. It's a three yeah. drop one two, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, like and like this, the, these things generate so much mana, uh, and usually it just makes it so that whatever artifact deck you're running, you're just going to win very quickly. Uh, you're like <clears throat> these are one of those cards where you you build. Oh, I I want to. I just built this artifact deck. I want to see how powerful it is. And it's like, oh wow, I I I guess I just surprisingly won out of nowhere. One of these cards resolve and stick around, right? Like this these cards is it, it's as simple as if you do not uh, like if you let them untap, they're you're, they're going to win. 
uh, Clark Clan Ironworks it, and it, it is another a big offender. And yeah, I know I'm I'm used to seeing it in modern, but it's also super powerful in Commander. You can sack lots of artifacts real easily, uh, generate tons of mana, and then just go infinite in some weird artifact way. These are always the center point of an artifact combo. Always. <laughs> artifacts did nothing wrong. Yeah, oh. Prim got a bias <laughs> against artifacts. I think you got to split I, these two cards up because I think Metal Worker is perfectly fine. Like it's cost three mana. You have to untap with it. You have to have a handful of cards, and then you get like a good, very good mana dork. Caraclan Ironworks. I think I agree with that one. It might not be casual. We had a game last season on Commander Clash where. I played it in an artifact deck as like kind of a sack outlet because I had graveyard synergies and sacrifice synergies. And it ended up just accidentally being like a 20 minute combo turn that won the game. And I don't think that's very casual. I think in a casual game, like you want to have everyone have roughly about the same amount of play time. So if your deck or your cards lead to you sitting there and playing for 30 minutes at a time when everyone's watching you, probably not casual, right? Like, I don't think that actually counts as casual. So I would say KCI, not casual. Meta Worker, though, I think that's perfectly fine. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. I think I think could use them fairly. I'm pretty no. sure, like like Clark Clan, like please, if you if you if you combo with it, then is the combo is the combo so powerful that it would not be considered casual? If you just throw like Clark Clan Ironworks into like an artifact deck, then okay, you're making a lot of mana by sacrificing a lot of artifacts because it requires a setup to it. Same with Metal Worker, like you require a setup for. They're both very high powered cards, but like, are they not casual? <laughs> No, Clark Clan Ironworks requires like literally. Did I did I shuffle up a hundred cards? Okay, <laughs> I bought I, one I the game. Uh, I don't that, know about you that. You did set up. You did set up uh, the four mana. Uh, how you got there? You know that was really wild. Uh, can you give me the primer and how you tap four <laughs> mana to play it? I have an artifact. <laughs> I don't even put uh, Clark Clan in the deck. Why is that though? I don't have any combos with it. Like what? Yeah, I'm gonna, you, you combo with I'm gonna it. sacrifice yeah. my entire <laughs> board to make some colorless mana. Like no. <laughs> Did you know that without it, it, if you look at your artifact deck, go over it and go over it again because I guarantee you something in there will combo with this. Look at just add this in the deck and it will combo with it. I promise. Oh, maybe. Is, is it a breach situation where yeah. like just literally anything you would play with in a sane artifact deck will just combo with it? Yeah. I, I feel no, no, not really. What? Okay, okay. Brother. See, this is how I, you I know. I feel you need to explicitly add the combo with Clark Clan Ironworks to make it work, as opposed to you just throw it in an artifact deck and then you magically combo. I, I know there are a lot of memes about this, but I don't... Like, what, 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 you, what is an easy staple that it combos you've with? You've played Modern. You've played Commander. Yeah, Modern's... You've seen... Uh, modern's built see, for no, it, no. though. Like, Modern decks are modern, built to combo if you resolve KCI. Like, that's the whole but point But artifact of decks... Are already built to combo. They're like, like they, they in commander, they just combo. My, hmm? my combo is like to my play Mech Titan and then make all like tokens yeah. into Mech Titan. That's all. Okay. My okay. Voltron deck does nothing. That's not this. casual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Try okay. Mech Titan. So, is that even casual? All right. All right. <laughs> it, 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 y- y'all will just see. Like, because. I'm going to play an artifact deck this season. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so obviously, if you build an artifact combo deck, this is a very... No, no, no. It, it combos I'm with Just take a random artifact deck and throw you know, the ironworks in there. Does it actually do anything useful for I'm you? I'm just going to play like Affinity. <laughs> and sure. I'm going to try to hit you. And I bet you that this will combo in that deck. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, okay, on... T- I, I'll use it 
fairly. I'm just gonna sack all my artifacts <laughs> and shoot you down with hangerback walker or I uh uh whatever. <laughs> I guess other that's one. true, huh? <laughs> yeah, but you, right? like not every art of like isn't hangerback walker also like literally just a combo piece? Like you don't run that just out of the blue, up. right? I mean, I mean those no, are actually yeah. fair cards. why why would it why would it <laughs> they you could be I don't run it, that in my like, artifact deck. Like, why would I? I would you run would. it to combo with KCI. Yeah, I'd run it to combo with KCI. Sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think you just run into a lot of combo decks. What, what about Ashnod's Altar? Is Ashnod's Altar like Ashnod's Altar is like literally the same text as KCI? It, it costs one less, I think. Uh, but it's for but creatures, you, right? Yeah, but you, you sacrifice a creature, you make two colors. Is that not uh, casual? I think I think that card is fine because you can sack creatures as much as you want, right? But artifact. like the fact here is, you it's not an artifact. If you <laughs> sack an artifact, which is a treasure, which is tons of things, the and then the way artifacts are just built, like they just naturally go off, right? So I I think that that's that's a big problem. My brain does not compute this. Like if you show me an Ashnod's Altar, I'm assuming you have a combo of it. Like yeah, why, why, why are you running? Why are you running this card? <laughs> I mean, it's same with KCI. Like, yeah. you don't run these cards unless you comp. Yeah, because they're not so, that great. So if, if, even if you are a fair deck somehow running this, you should not run it because people will just kill you because it's half a combo piece the minute you throw it down. It's true. But typically, these cards are played with combo pieces. But I think you would play that just by adding this to a general artifact deck. I think you'll do, like, even if you don't combo, this is still busted in an artifact deck. Ah. <sighs> I don't know. I, maybe if you have you sacrifice can and graveyard synergies. So the deck that I ended up having at Bebus in was Sir Ginger, which is an artifact deck, but it also, like, the Ooh. commander cares about artifacts going to the graveyard. So I played it on the thought of, like, okay, this is how I can sack all my stuff to grow Sir Ginger. And then it turns out I had, like, Slagstone Refinery or something that makes a power stone whenever an artifact dies. And it just went, like, super... I don't even know if it was infinite, infinite, I don't remember, but, like, functionally infinite. And I didn't build my deck to do it. I played it as a sack out so I can see where Crim's coming from, but I don't think it goes in any artifact deck. I think you do have to like need uh, you, you wouldn't play it unless you have sacrifice synergies or like something to push you to put it in your deck to begin with. I don't think you just throw it in any deck that's artifact themed. I mean, most artifact commanders can use it, right? We talk Emery, we talk Urza, we talk like any of those. We uh, uh whatever the giant uh, Ava unit, uh the blue white vehicle, okay. uh yeah, Shorakai, like. If you're playing any of those command, like the average artifact commander, I think it can go in those decks, and I think it'll be absurdly strong. It'll instantly take your deck up a few power levels. Wow, maybe. All right. I think speaking more. poster child of CDH, Thassa's Oracle, double blue. It's a one three Merfolk wizard. When it ETBs, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is your devotion to blue. Put one of them on top of your library. Uh, put up to one of them on top of your library. Put the rest on the bottom in a random order. If X is greater than the number of cards in your library, you win the game. <laughs> is this casual? It used to I think be. everybody, everybody, like for some odd reason, somehow the YouTube comments think I play this card all the time. <laughs> I, I think I played it once and I played it in my Merfolk deck as a, a fair merfolk other i think that this card is easily just a fine card but yeah. one of the most broken cards if the shell around it like this card would be the same as lab man and the jace right it would be uh, it, those cards can be broken if your whole deck is going to demonic consultation 
So, but I don't view this effect as the problem. I view the demonic consultation and all that other stuff as the problem. So if you just play like Thassa's Oracle, I don't really care, right? You've just played a fancy scry card. Uh, like, but, but it's, it's once you start building this, I'm going to speed to the bottom of my deck shell. That's different. I think it's been ruined for me by CDH because I know when it first came out, I would just jam it in decks because I was like, I like to draw cards and I might accidentally like draw my entire deck and then I need a way to not die to that. So I might as well play Thassa's Oracle. But now because it's like so well known as a combo piece from CDH, I just won't put it in any of my decks anymore. Like I'll play Labman instead, like the power down version of Thassa's Oracle. So for me, it used to be casual, but it's not anymore. I. I think like if you're putting it in a merfolk deck or whatever, and you don't care about the you you win the game text, or it's like a nice happy bonus, and yeah, sure, it's absolutely casual there. But like, it's just it's just a lab man, right? But it's the best lab man because it's so hard to interact with. You can't like do anything once it's resolved. Basically, you have to have a stifle or counter spell, which is like blah. But yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it played fairly, but like, I think it can be casual. Put it in a merfolk, for example. Fine. Yeah, I don't know why this card has a bad rap. By itself, it sucks, <laughs> right? It, it's when you run into a demonic consultation, which is a one mana way to like empty your entire library. It becomes the best finisher in CDH. But Thassa's Oracle is like kind of useless. No one is scared of Labman. No one's scared of Jace Wielder of Mysteries. And and yes, it's a slightly harder to interact with. But like, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's just everyone associates this card with CDH, so they're like, oh my god, it's CDH, even though. You have no way of emptying your library. Although I, I will say there are other ways of emptying your library that are in the blue color identity. So you yeah. have leveler or whatever, stuff like and that. So people could be afraid of getting that. But I, I don't know. I, I think this is just a holdover from CDH. Like by itself, this card's kind of nothing. That's true. Although once you add it, isn't it tempting to be like, well, I got a Thassa's Oracle, so I might as well play a combo because I might need it as a backup plan or something. If you're in the colors, it seems easy to do. That's a you issue, though. Like, what, 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 what casual deck runs leveler for fun, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I think leveler could be played casually. Uh, okay. Expropriate. Seven blue blue. Sorcery. Council's Dilemma. Starting with you, each player votes for time or money. For each time vote, take an extra turn after this one. For each money vote, choose a permit owned by the voter and gain control of it. Exile expropriate. Surely a nine mana sorcery <laughs> is casual. So I, I really wanted this on there because it's an extra turn spell. I initially had time warp actually because I'm I just don't really view extra turn spells, period, as casual cards. We've gotten so much feedback from the YouTube when we do Commander Clash and extra turn loops get involved in a game. People freak. I think that's what people freak out about the most in the comments, actually, is extra turn combos winning the game. That means it's not casual, right? Like, that's the casual audience being like, no, that's not casual. We don't like this. So uh, what do you think? Can extra turn spells be casual, expropriate, or otherwise? I actually don't. Ve okay. So expropriate, I don't play it because I hate the card. <laughs> but, but, like, is it actually any different than anything else that's nine mana? <laughs> Like some I, one of the big flashy spells like this one, it, I guess it's not definitive, whereas like mnemonic delusion or whatever does say like you're going to win because you're going to cast a certain amount of spells and it's kind of definitive. But 
Is is that really why this card isn't casual? Because otherwise, this is just some big nine mana spell to me. Uh, I I may despise the card, but I it is at the end of the day just a nine mana win con. I think I think the problem that it has is not guaranteed that you're going to win the game. Like the way it's played out is basically the person who casts it takes an extra turn, and then everybody else gives up their best permanent, right? And then you try to you try to play the game from there. Uh, the main issue with time extra turn spells i think it's just time equity like that's that's a major issue with uh casual games is people like taking basically having an equal share of the time the shared time together they don't like it when somebody's taking like 15 minutes to dirtle and everybody else is watching that's time equity and extra turns kind of have the time equity issue where you're taking an extra turn you're taking double the amount of your time share but you're not actually like showing a win or anything uh, it would be much different if it just said like nine mana you win the game, honestly. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's casual. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that it doesn't actually always win the game is the problem with it. And the, the game has to continue and we have to see from there. Uh, but like I've seen it so many times played in casual, like people who play Joda, people who like cast it for free, you know, on the new Omnath. I've seen people <clears throat> cast a Kirby off the new Omnath. Like people love this card in casual because like, oh, I have a big mana spell. It's Battlecruiser magic, yada, yada, yada. But I think the way it plays out is it gets people very salty because you're just taking extra turn. You're taking extra time without, you know, guarantee closing it. I don't agree with that time equity because I, I can demonstrate to you a an extra turn loop mm. and end the game in 20 seconds and guarantee everyone will be salty, <laughs> right? It, it's just <laughs> the inherent concept of like, you cheated the turn order, like the infallible thing of Magic <laughs> the Gathering. Like you 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 took more turns. I was not allowed to take extra turns. It, it somehow riles everyone up uh, because we do have like time equity decks, like Blink decks or Contraption decks. I or, hate like, those things decks. that just take eight million <laughs> yeah. years. Any and they're hated, things, right? Takes any <laughs> <laughs> takes a million years to resolve anything. Uh, extra combats for some reason are not frowned upon, even though they're, like, almost the same thing. Like, you know, they're not quite, but, like, you can take infinite combats and end the game, and you can cheat on combat steps. But for some reason, they're passable. But the hatred for extra turns, especially extra turn loops. Yep. And sure, yeah. is this Nexus of Fate? I don't know what this is. Like, why do people hate this so much? Is it from 60-card <laughs> formats? Like... I mean, I, they maybe, had the decency to show the loop and end the game. Like, good job, move on. Right? Like, maybe like, people I, I hate. Know. Maybe people hate extra turns separate from time equity. But I do think time equity decks, time equity is a is a salty. They like blink decks definitely, or like super friends when they're popping off and they're like doing a thousand different things but not progressing the game. Extra combat, I think, is very different because like extra combat means like. I'm going to kill you this turn, probably, you know, like we're ending things. That's my extra combat. So I think it's different, but yeah, I maybe what infinite I... combat slamming my one four into your three four. Thank you. Maybe people hate extra turns in general. You know, even if you say like, I'm going to take infinite turns, GG, and then people are salty about it, then maybe just people just don't like the concept of extra turns. I mean, the time equity thing does exist, I think, because uh, look at Paradox Engine. Like, wasn't that actually one of the biggest reasons from the RC that they banned it? Is like, hey, you're sitting there and like taking 30 minute turns, not really doing anything, and no one likes that. So I think it plays into it. Whether or not that explains all of the hatred for extra turn spells, maybe not. But what do you think, Grim? You play a lot of blue. There's a lot of blue extra turn spells. Do you just jam random extra turn spells because you can? I don't ever play extra turn spells. I, like the only time I have is it, yeah, if it's attached to like a planeswalker and it's like it's alt or something like that. Otherwise, 
I, I don't play Nexus of Fate. I, I despise those decks. Those are the worst. <laughs> Why don't you like and them? Because the, the gameplay is miserable. It's just slow, right? And it takes forever. I, and like you're not even doing anything that cool. Like I took an extra turn. It's like okay, cool. Like I, if you watch me stream and you watch me do that, my ADHD runs wild when I play against slow, like like slow opponents on arena. I'm like, yo, you need to go faster. You need to go faster. I'll just concede rather than wait. <laughs> like so, like I, I, I. That's why if I see, I'll just ask you. You show me one time spell. I'll say, can you loop this? I'll concede right now. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't need to play the rest of this. So I, I've been looking at a lot of bad ramp, okay? Like like hard ramp, <laughs> and it's like eight mana for two lands or something. Like like think like burnished heart levels, but like way worse. Would you guys be mad if I just played time warp? That's like five mana. Draw a card, make a <laughs> land. So much better. Like if I turn five, no, no. But with the upside of late game, it does something useful. So if I, yeah. if I just played it as five mana, just one time warp, like no comboing. But I, I play it with the plan to ramp, and then late game, it can be a win con too. Would you guys be like, that's not casual? Like that's that's too good. I think you're looking. I would, maybe it's the just moments. the five mana explore in in, in blue. Yeah. I don't know. You could do three I would like to know what kind of sauce you're on. <laughs> yeah, save for the, like the moment. Perfect. Maybe you got you skip your untap step during your extra turn. So it actually is kind of like a fair way to do it if you just want the ramp because you actually a, can't use the extra turn. It's a super. <laughs> you guys are telling me it's too it's too sweaty then to run time warp in a it's fair. It's too deck. sweaty. I I'm think sorry, it right? is. Yeah. If I just sweaty. birds and then time warp, just a single time warp, no looping, nothing, like it's too much. I don't know. I, I feel so. like sweaty. this is like a knee-jerk reaction a little bit. Like, I don't know. But yeah, it's time equity. I I'm ready I feel time like That's my five mana ramp, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> trying to stop me. <laughs> I feel like you could throw time warp in any blue deck and it'd be good, but people don't, right? And there's got to be a reason. And the reason must be people think it's too salty or too good or too sweaty or not casual enough. Like, so I, I don't know. That's my thinking, at least. I don't think it is. Hmm. I think it's too sweet. Savior of the moment is cracked, by the way. Three <laughs> mana, that's like basically time walk. It, Thank well, you, it's, guys. It's, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's like a super friend staple because who cares if your stuff doesn't untap? You get to trigger all your uh, planeswalkers again, right? I don't even play it in my super friends. <laughs> so I have savor the moment. I have time walk. I might as well put Snapcaster in agent because why not? Like, <laughs> yep. might as well get some extra value. Yeah, and I put changing them, and then everybody's watching. Like, I just yeah. that dog side. Mana grab to get it down sooner. Like, yeah, to get to play land drops. And people are like, please, what's happening? Please, just kill us. It, it's so easy to go down that slippery slope, though, right? Like, it why, is. why not? Right? Yeah. Like, why not? Like, it makes sense, right? Like, why not have a way to recur this this card is so cracked that we just recur it once yep. just once <laughs> just once <laughs> like dark side yep yeah. all right uh so those are our choices for your deck isn't casual if you play these cards let us know if you agree let us know if we've missed something maybe we there's some card uh, that you guys avoid in your play groups because it's not casual enough or you feel you need to disclaim <laughs> when you play in a public setting uh, let us know in the comments and we'll see you all back here next week. See ya.